Welcome to Tiger Paw Radio, the podcast that tackles all the challenges and opportunities of channel convergence. If you provide managed IT, managed print, VoIP, security, or other technology-driven services for your customers, this podcast is for you. Tiger Paw Radio, exploring channel convergence, one stripe at a time. Hey, Wes McDonald here, and I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode of TigerTube. And if you can't see us and you can hear us, that means you're listening in on Tiger Paw Radio. So thank you for listening in. Jeff Bendix, thank you very much for doing the interview today. Maybe you could do a brief introduction and share one thing about yourself uh, that people might not know. Sure. Uh, yeah, as uh, Wes said, my name is Jeff Bendix. I'm the owner and founder of uh, Bendix Imaging. And uh, for the last number of years, we generally go more as Bendix Technology Center because we do more than just printing and imaging. Uh, so it just uh, uh, changes the perspective a little bit. But uh, yeah, we are coming up on 22 years in business. So uh, we've made it past the two decade mark. So hopefully that means we should be around a little longer. Well, it's getting warm here in South Dakota. We're actually in the 50s this week. And uh, so I think I'm going to get me my Harley out of the warehouse this week and get that out on the road again. So yeah, I'm an avid Harley rider and my son is now old enough, so uh, we're actively looking for a Harley for him to get for his, not his first motorcycle, but his first street bike. You know, what, I, what I've really loved about following, uh, you know, what you've been doing in the technology space is that uh, even though that's a good part of your business, you've always looked towards the future, right? And you're obviously doing a lot of things beyond managed print today. You mentioned that, you know, you're going by Bendix Technology Services a lot more. Uh, using that in the name. And I know uh, from experience with you that you're delivering a lot of different things and we'll get into those, but you know, what got you started in that? Because when you started in the technology space, most people uh, like yourself were still very successful doing what you were doing. So what was the, what was the trigger? Uh, it's it's kind of always been the trend. So when we started in 2000, it was just um, remanufacturing toner. Of course, I quickly realized you need lots of other things like when printers break, you need to know how to fix them and have parts. And when they're not fixable, you need to sell hardware and things like that. So some of those things are just natural evolution, uh, quick evolution, but natural nonetheless, uh, selling OEM toner as well, etc. cetera. Um, but way back in the early, early days when we first met is when uh, managed print services um, uh, were just in its infancy. And print fleet has just started when Brian started that and uh, um, saw that as well. That's a lot better way uh, to have visibility and to just contract with people just to keep everything running. Um, and, you know, of course, there's different models have changed over the years, but uh, I jumped on that bandwagon right away in 2004 is when I bought my first uh, print fleet server. And, uh, of course, there have been many migrations through the years uh, from that. But that started that process is uh, doing things proactively, um, managing things and, you know, doing the right things for the customer that, you know, they would normally just maybe not take care of, uh, just make things run better. Then as technology started merging, of course, everything's digital and you have multifunctions and we're setting up scanning and emailing and you started to get more and more, started rudimentary, but as those markets mixed you started needing a little bit more technical skills and things like that so then i was if it was over my head then i was hiring it people to come and help me on you know, installs or configurations that were a little more complex and then uh, um uh, then when i bought my current building i had an it company actually move in and i ended up absorbing them 
Um, so, uh, yeah, in 2012, 2013, we started working towards that. Actually, 2008 is when they moved in with me. Oh, wow. In 2012, they started, uh, we started talking about that. And um, um, we're working together on a lot of things. And then in 2015 is when uh, we officially said, okay, no more IT services the way it's been done. Everything is a managed IT services model. We'll go out, I'll bring the customers in. You know, we got the technical people here already. So we've shifted that and have been growing that steadily since. And uh, well, January of this year, it actually um, equaled and even surpassed a little bit uh, on our managed revenue uh, beat printout. So we're, that's that's growing faster now in today's market. But uh, so we're kind of in, in a, a friendly war between those two divisions here <laughs> in, in the building. But, uh, and now we're shifting more towards, uh, or actually uh, we're talking about that before this call, is, um, as you know, we do a, a lot of cybersecurity and network security, things like that. That's what we lead with. So uh, moving from an MSP or a managed service provider to uh, we're officially shifted to an MSSP, which is a managed security services provider. So uh, uh, we work a lot with companies that have their own IT departments or, or other things, but we can come in and take care of all the cybersecurity on top of that. Yeah, it's really neat you mentioned that, the distinction between MSP and MSSP, and we love acronyms in our space, right? And also before the call, you mentioned that you had a new hire. Um, I was just speaking with someone at Tiger Paw earlier because they have a new hire. And the hardest part of of, uh, training them is not always the skill sets, but the acronyms, right? (laughs) And one of the comments he came back with, he says, hold on, you got to be kidding me. So managed print, MPS, yes. And managed service provider, MSP. Yes. He's like, how am I ever supposed to get that straight? <laughs> yeah, exactly. One letter in a different place, right? <laughs> yeah, we, we often get that mixed up in our price book items for our, for what revenue codes uh, in TigerPod, because we have that. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that something, eh? Wow. And now let's let's maybe move into this a bit. And I find that fascinating, and I'll, I'll talk on that actually before I move on, is that it's it's really neat to hear that you actually started with partnership. You took your time, right? So that you were actually working together on deals, uh, developing that expertise, learning how to do it. Because one of the things that I've heard from a lot of folks that have tried to do what you're, what you're doing successfully is they couldn't get it to work. And, and I think the message that I hear is, well, you did take your time with it. So it's not like an overnight success. You had someone in the building, you started partnering, and then eventually uh, started figuring out, wait a minute, what if we absorb this into our business now? So that's that's pretty cool, and I think an important lesson, right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, there's a lot of different vendors out there. You know, we've talked about this uh, lots of different times over the years that um, dealers can partner with or contract with to do different areas of their business. And well, that's all fine, um, and there is a place for that. You need internal people that understand what the heck they're doing. Um, so it's not just, hey, I want to add this new product or service i don't want to know anything about it i'm just going to hire somebody else to take care of it uh, no you you need to manage that in-house and and then you manage that 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 provider you know, you know the vendor of yours that's providing that service and make sure they're doing what you need yeah and because at the end of the day it's it's your name that's you know on the contract with the customer right and when Correct. things go wrong you're the ones that they that they call right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Great. And let's speak a little bit now about kinds of the things that you are doing, right? So as you look at it, you talked about doing cybersecurity today, and that's 
it's so important. And it's one of those areas that I'd always look to as well for a growth area for our space, um, because people, um, especially with uh, so much work being done online and people use email and other digital communication methods, just so critical trying to make sure that we're doing something to proactively, you know, secure what, what and how they're working, right? Um, now, as you look to continually evolve, are there any other things that you're looking at now, which maybe, you know, we could look forward to seeing you doing in the future? Everything starts with security these days. Uh, it doesn't matter if it's email, if it's network security, if it's remote working, if it's printers, you know, what it is, you have to start at the cybersecurity level and work backwards. Because uh, everything already functions already, but you need to protect all that and keep everybody working and keep your customers and, or your patients or whatever it happens to be, uh, all their data and systems and records safe. Um, if you don't do that, nothing else matters. So uh, that's really what we start with. And we, uh, uh, we stay on top of that every single day. We have multiple trainings every week that our, our different people are in. Our, our CSO is on top of that daily. Um, yeah, because the threats are, are ever evolving, right? Yeah, I was just going to say that. Uh, our vendors, uh, the, the products and tools and the, the you know, software and things like that that we use to protect people, they're constantly evolving. So we're working with their engineers and their, their security folks daily. So, um, yeah, that's uh, that's a big elephant to, to, to try to wrangle. <clears throat> but it's also, uh, you know, it's, it's exciting to some extent, you know, um, all, all the new things and being on the leading edge. So that gives us quite a leg up from... Um, uh, for, for most of our, what you consider competitors. Yeah, and I think too, one of the things that I just heard there was that you're leading with security first and always, right? So if it's printers, if it's desktops, if it's email, if it's remote work, that you're starting with security. And and I got to think that's got to change how you approach all those other offerings too, right? So, you know, the oh, yardstick that you use. Yeah, I think it actually just came out this morning. I saw... Um, I'm constantly reading different things and getting different articles. It might have been a CompTIA uh, daily briefing that with the new, you know, currently going on the Russian-Ukraine war, um, that uh, Russian attackers are actively using the print nightmare vulnerability. So even though it's IT, it's related to print. So it's, you know, wh which side does that fall on to? Because uh, in today's market, everybody knows there's a drastic uh, talent shortage so even companies that are aware of all the vulnerabilities can't, don't necessarily have enough manpower, enough time to remediate them or to deal with them. Uh, and there's a lot of print nightmare instances that are still out there and they're actively going nuts and, and exploiting that. Well, that's really neat. And I think it's very important to, you know, for people that are watching that you know, as we start to look at uh, diversifying services, that you've got to have an important central uh, starting position that can tie the other ones all back into it, right? And at the end of the day, business security, uh, if it's compromised for customers, um, that's probably the most expensive thing uh, for their business, right? Beyond a printer going down, beyond a, a desktop not working or anything else, if, if, if they're vulnerable and that vulnerability is exploited, that that's the biggest problem they'll ever face. <laughs> oh, yeah. And all the things that people aren't, uh, uh, aren't aware of that they know that's, that's going to suck cash out of their pockets uh, when they have a breach or a ransomware incident. Uh, the, the the ransom that they may or may not pay uh, is actually the smallest part of what that incident is going to cost them. Uh, all the cleanup and the remediation of it and everything they have to have in place is in, 
fines and penalties if you're a, a regulated industry like healthcare, banking and finance, things like that. All those things are way more than the ransom costs. Oh my goodness. And and I guess potential lawsuits and just so many different, you know, costs yeah. that come afterwards, right? Just like any storm, you know, after a hurricane, it's the cleanup that uh, you know, that once the danger once the emergency is over now, the the real money and the work begins to get things right. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it, interesting tidbit. Uh, actually, right on the homepage of, of our website, we have a button you can click, and it says um, uh, it's a breach cost calculator. And you can put in your own numbers and what types of things, and it pulls it up, and it shows you different costs that you're going to incur and what the current market rates are that, you know, for whatever the numbers you entered in is what that's going to um, estimate what's going to cost you to clean up and remediate that incident. Well, that's really great. I love uh, calculators, so I'll definitely be bugging you to, to share that with me as well, um, because then at least you can quantify what those things are as well, right? I do find that that's been one of the biggest problems in the in the security market is to say, well, you know, it's going to cost you a lot of money. And then, of course, the next question is, well, how much? <laughs> yeah, I actually had uh, an insurance agency tell me last week, there's a, there's a couple of them that I'm aware of, that they're using that as they're meeting with their clients. Talking about you know their 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 business protection policies and their cyber insurance policies, they're pulling up our website using our breach cost. <laughs> I love it. Oh, that's great. Well, I can't wait to have a look at it. You know, when we look at managed print, which is obviously the space that you started in, and that's how I met you uh, in the early days of uh, remote monitoring and management. A lot has changed, right? And we see sort of the message around managed print oscillate. So, managed print is dead. Managed print is coming back. Uh, managed print is this. Managed print is that. So I just for someone that's in the business that's moving through this, what's your take? Is managed print dead? Is it evolving? What's the change? I, I see it kind of like um, the early days of remanufactured toner and, and how those changes have come into play. And there was companies that just kind of did it the quick, easy way. And of course, the promised results weren't there. And there were a lot of companies, which you and I you know, both forecasted and lived through the whole period of most companies coming on, dealerships, uh, copy dealers, things like that, where they just said, oh, hey, I'm going to partner with, whether it's Print Fleet or Print Audit or FM Audit, you know, pick your vendor and install a collection agent and uh, automate toner billing. And that's it, but we're not going to manage anything. So a lot uh, of the um, marketplace got promised management services and really just got a different billing model. And uh, and then and often didn't even fulfill that very well, <laughs> you know, with lots of problems, machines down, never getting serviced, uh, supply delivery issues, all, all the all the things that we could add up. So lots of people are uh, you know have a sour taste in their mouth, just like they did in the early days of remanufactured toner. You know, we still hear people, no, I tried that once thirty years ago, and I'm never going back. Once bitten, twice shy. Yeah, I'm uh, literally uh, not exaggerating. Literally yesterday. I was at a customer that we just brought on for management services yesterday. Um, I have another one in another state that has management services in place from a different dealer. Um, and that marketplace has multiple dealers that are doing such a horrible job. It's opening an entire new um, office location for us in, a, in a, another state. And I've got multiple locations in different states that we're working on doing that. In truth, our industry hasn't always provided managed print. And that opportunity, I think you've probably learned a lot when you're actually an MSP and now becoming an MSSP, right? That yeah. there are there are different conditions when you say you manage a thing, and that's got to only help bolster what you're doing for your print business as well, right? There's a 
company in another state that we're working with. We've been working with for a period of time, um, a number of years, just on and off of different things, but uh, much more closely now. And they're actually, we just signed contracts a week or two ago uh, to officially move forward with a full new print management solution. Um, of course, your standard DCA, collecting all the network printers and all the things you should be doing there from servicing and maintenance, but uh, doing full um, user management rules, uh, ID swipes, security release, in, you know, you know the game from the different companies you've worked at. So we're rolling that out. That, that organization is about uh, roughly 2,500 printers and about uh, 8,000 people. We're rolling it out to, to that organization. So it's going to make a significant impact to that model one. Yeah, I love what you what you said there is that, you know, uh, managed print uh, isn't just about the devices, right? And you remember the old expression, we've used it a lot. Um, printers don't print, people do, right? That, you know, that looking at those users and being able to manage what they're doing, to see what they're doing. And I got to think from a security perspective as well, right? To be able to account for, you know, what people are doing with those devices, just like on any other device that's in their office, right? Uh, and, and especially in regulated industries. Um, that have to have auditing and things. It's uh, it's important. You have to prove these things, and, and this solution is going to provide that. So, for everyone watching and listening, remember, managed print isn't always just about the device. <laughs> uh, it's it's often not about the device. It's about everything else that happens in the yeah. organization. The device just does what it's told to do. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm really happy to hear that. And it sounds like an incredible deal as well, right? Hey, uh, look, I know that your time is valuable and we're kind of moving towards that time in the interview. And, uh, you know, just going to ask you one last thing and what you're looking forward to. If there was one thing in the in the year ahead, what would that thing be? The thing I'm most excited on and, uh, and anybody that's been in, in business for a number of years know these things. Um, we often hope and pray for them. And then when they're here, we need to capitalize on them. And that's this current business environment. Um, I see nothing but massive growth potential. Um, like I said, we're looking at, we're actually actively working on opening up in multiple other markets in different states. Um, one of them uh, should be hopefully coming online this week, uh, started, starting to uh, bring some of those customers on. So finding the right talent, and uh, um, and keeping those employees happy with their jobs and well engaged by always, you know, we, we try to stay on the leading edge of anything. So um, we're always looking for those people that have that same drive to constantly be learning the new thing um, and not just wanting to stay with the status quo and not have to do anything new. So uh, those people are out there. And uh, when you find the right one, it's an exciting position for them. So. We're looking for more. If you're out there, we're hiring. Yeah. And if anyone out there is looking, uh, believe me, there isn't a better person or a better organization that you could work for. So make sure that you check them out. And Jeff, I can't thank you as always for sharing your expertise and your experience. Uh, this goes a long way to help further uh, what we're trying to do to, you know, sort of lift all ships in these rising tides to, to make the office equipment channel and the managed services channel all that it can be, right? So I can't thank you enough. Yeah. And for everyone that's tuned in today, uh, either uh, watching us on video or listening to us, on Tiger Paw Radio. Thank you very much. And remember, until next time, keep learning. And so we come to the end of another exciting episode of Tiger Paw Radio. 
If you'd like to listen to more great learning content to help you grow your business, please be sure to visit www.tigerpod.com and click on the resources tab. You can also subscribe to your favorite podcast platforms to be sure you never miss another episode. And until next time, keep learning, keep growing, and keep that inner tiger strong.